crazy with this, see? Don't you know I'm local? <laughs> That's right, loco. Don't try and get crazy with me because I am insane in the brain. That's right. Range anxiety. I'm back. It's Martin Donnan, your host with the most 30 years of automotive tuning experience in 30 minutes. And today's our lockdown special. That's right. The powers that be decided to lock us all up for six days and then let us out in about a day and a half because some Nimrod lied <laughs> about how they contracted the COVID. They said they, uh, you know, caught it off the lid of a pizza box. And of course, the authorities did the right thing and scrambled for, you know, traction, worrying we had uh, like a, a super, super version of the virus here, some mega strain that was capable of killing people from the lids of pizza boxes. No, it turned out he was just a lying piece of shit and cost this state and all of us in it, namely you and I, the taxpayer, for those South Australian listeners, probably anywhere between 10 to $20 million, all because he wanted to avoid paying like one buck a year tax himself. Thank you very much, pizza boy. However, before we go and nail this poor bastard to the wall, I mean, yeah, what he did was wrong. Don't tell fibs, especially when they're gonna cost everyone else their livelihoods. But he gave us a good chance to play with our cars. Yep, because that's what we do in, in lockdown. You know, I saw stuff come up on my Facebook feed about things to do with your pets when you're in lockdown. Now, you know, I wasn't particularly worried about that. My dog bites me if I don't walk him, and well, I couldn't walk him, so yeah, he bit me. So rather than playing hide and seek with him and, and whatever, I, I, <laughs> I set him on wifey instead. Um, but no one wrote anything about what to do with your cars in lockdown and there's so much cool shit to do so over the two two and a half days or whatever it is that we've been locked down i was lucky enough to be an essential worker yes repairing motor vehicles allegedly is essential that's right emergency repairs emergency you know, sanity management so i was able to drive to and from work which is around a 50 kilometer round trip each day and there is nothing better in the whole wide world than lockdown traffic yeah i'm in it now in the model 3 performance that's why it's so noisy and rumbly and loud back here but there is nowhere better to be than on the roads during lockdown all you essential service workers you're so lucky yep and i love lockdown long time because there's just no crap that goes on. There's no um, shitty drivers, really. Like, people, the very few that are on the road seem to know how to drive, and it keeps all the hazards off the road, and you can just get anywhere, anywhere about half or quarter of the time in a beautifully relaxed mood. And, of course, it lets you test, you know, certain things in your vehicles, um, up to the letter of the speed limit. Of course, we would never condone breaking the law and I am not one that would ever speed. You see, I'm even on autopilot now and even autopilot loves lockdown. So, first thing I did was took, I never drive this thing ever and Lisa, wifey, rarely drives it 
either, but I thought this would be a great time to take the AMG 507 Edition C63. This would be a great time to just take it out and stretch its legs. So that became, normally I wouldn't drive it much in traffic because it's just a, you know, big, thirsty, cumbersome thing when you're in normal traffic, but in lockdown traffic, it's beautiful. So that was my, that was my work ride. And it gave me a good chance, you know, when I finished playing hide and seek with the dog, I, I went and I got that ready for its trip to work. I charged up the battery, I cleaned it, I got rid of some little marks that had been giving me the irrits on the paintwork. I went right through the car and made it absolutely perfect for the trip to work and I was going to enjoy it and then a pelican took a shit on it. Um, I'm pretty sure you get pelicans in uh, America. The wonderful big bird with this huge beak, but they're they're like a flying dog when it comes to their um, toilet motions. Oh look, there's someone in a Golf TSFI, one of those hideous things that wants to have a little race on the street. Sorry, I don't race on the street, particularly not when I'm epi casting. So go away. So anyway, this thing took a massive dump on the Merc, but that was kind of cool. You, you've always got to watch it when a some big flying thing takes a dump on your car because normally they're what well, it depends on what they've been eating but their motions are very acidic and they'll eat through clear coat and paint i remember um wifey took she had an r35 gdr i think we covered that in in the first episode and it was red which is you know the most horrible color to look after it's you know has no clear or it is no colour, it's a pigment or something like that, but you know, painters always go on about red being a, a terrible colour, and yeah, some giant pterodactyl took a dump on that, but she didn't notice it because it was on the passenger side of the vehicle, and it actually dried on there, and when I got home to and saw it, so I walk around that side of it in the garage, this massive big crap on it, I went and I washed it off and said, what are you doing? Didn't you notice that some you know, flying elephant had shit on the car, and she says, no, I didn't notice, you know, you know, I get very anal about my cars, no pun intended, and yeah, this thing had taken a giant dump on it, and when I washed it off, it left a mark in the clear coat, there was a big shadow of pelican shit on the car, or whatever it was, pterodactyl shit, so when I heard this thump, of this thing, it was like, it was like a, a rat had dropped from the sky on the bends, I thought, what? oh, yeah, let's get that off straight away. Luckily, it only hit like the glass roof and sort of just sprayed back over the car, but it gave me another chance to wash the car and go over it when I got to work, which was pretty cool. It didn't do any damage, thank goodness. But one thing a good mate of mine always told me that's a detailer, and that is every time you wash your car, you find something new with it. And don't you just, you find a new mark or a new, you know, something that's not, oh, look at that. Something just drove past me the other way then, and it's the first time I've seen one in Adelaide for a long time. It was a first edition Tesla Roadster, the Lotus Elise based thing. I didn't even know there was one in this local area. It is a fairly sort of, you know, well-to-do area, but I didn't know anyone even had one of those things in South Australia anymore. There was one years ago, but there you go. There you go, a Roadster, big bucks now too. So anyway, I found a couple of little new marks on the car and I got out my quick detail and I, you know, I polished them off and I did the insides of the rims and yeah, it was, it was real nice. And I also got a chance to drive along the roads, 
and drive the thing in manual mode. Yeah, some cars still have gears, believe it or not. And flick through the flick through the gearbox and hold the thing up on RPM and just listen to how good that big Merc V8 really sounds. It was actually, because there was no traffic and, and no traffic lights to hold me up, I probably didn't even use that much fuel, but who cares? They can't even give this shit away anymore, at least not in South Australia where I am, because just there is no demand and there's too much supply, so fuel's that cheap now, it doesn't really matter. You can have a bit of a party. You know, I didn't break any speed limits, but we do work in a, you know, 60 mile an hour, 100k or 90k zone. So I was able to, you know, give it a bit through second, give it a bit through third, and and it was actually enjoyable to drive during lockdown with no idiots on the road. So that was really, really good. I had a great day with the Benz. I went through it, I did some great things to it, and I connected with the car again. There's one thing, you know, when you look at a car sitting there in your driveway and you never drive it, and you walk past it, and you think, oh, that's a lot of money sitting there. Should I get rid of that? And you think, yeah, stuff it, I'll sell it, you know? And then you drive it again and go, why would I sell that? That thing's absolutely great. I love this thing. So, yeah, I'm not selling it now. I'm going to sit there and enjoy it. And, and their price is actually looking quite good at the moment anyway. For those of you that want a collectible Benz in the modern era, take my word for it, 507 edition is where it's at. So day two, I played hide and seek with the dog in the morning and uh, that was just before the doggy walking restrictions got lifted, so he's happy now. Um, but day two, it was time for the Model 3 performance, which I'm in now. And yeah, so I took that to work and gave it a really nice detail in between other jobs and I got to connect with a few little stone chips on that. You know, I hate stone chips on cars. But more to the point, because it's, you know, the, the Mercedes is a fairly big analog, you know, dirty old petrol burning bus. And uh, yeah, look how rough these roads are in Adelaide. Poof. And they want to charge us electric vehicle tax. Don't even get me started on that when not one cent of it will be spent on the roads. It'll be stuffed in some politician's expense account. Grrr, you know, bad. Anyway. Enough of that, enough whinging. With the, with the Model 3 performance, because it's such an easy car to drive, driving it in traffic, you know, is rarely not a problem anyway. Um, you know, it's you drive these things with one pedal. You don't use the brake pedal if you're good. You use the regenerative braking. That's right, the engine's own internal braking that recharges the batteries and you don't ever use a brake pedal or that's your little game on the way to work. So because there's no one on the road today, I was having tests to see how far I could go on autopilot. And yeah, I was able, apart from a couple of traffic light and manual interventions that I had to get involved with, I was able to do 20, well maybe in total 18 to 20 kilometres on autopilot with the car driving itself. And it was pretty cool. I mean, you're always supposed to keep both hands on the wheel and you do particularly in traffic sometimes you need to stretch and sort of lay back and put your hands behind your head and yeah watch your steering wheel do its thing that was pretty good you know I really enjoyed that and yeah it was nice to you know maybe use some of the Model 3's inherent uh, talent which is blistering straight line acceleration up to the speed limit from the couple of times we did get stopped by lights so that was really really cool but what else should you actually be doing once your cars are clean 
they're beautifully presentable. You've got rid of all of the flying dinosaur shit that's splattered all over them, if you should be unfortunate enough. And yes, while I'm doing this, I've got about three or four big fly poops on the windscreen now, which I'm gonna have to clean off when I get home of the performance. I don't like that dirty. You know, it might ruin its aerodynamics and reduce its range, or that's the excuse I use for just being a totally OCD wanker. But what else should you be doing, particularly if you own a reasonably, technically sophisticated car? And this is something that very, very few owners, particularly wealthy owners with lots of car choices, very, very few of them know actually how their car even works. Look, I know one guy that had owned three, no, four, five R35 GDRs and he had no idea that there was a slot to hold the key under the dash so it didn't flop around in the center console. Yeah, that's right. No bloody idea till I pointed it out to him. Oh, wow. My 2008 never had that. Yeah, yeah, it did. Wow, does that recharge your batteries? Mm, no, it doesn't recharge your key battery. All it does is make the thing not bounce around in the console and yeah there's nothing worse and nothing more frustrating than having nowhere to put your key in a modern car i hate that you know i think that's really quite terrible you know yeah tesla have got it right your keys your mobile phone killer done perfect but these other things expensive things i mean really expensive things and you've got to let the key fob and the key itself flop around in, in the middle of the dash. That is just plain stupid. Yeah, it is. And hopefully car manufacturers get a little bit, you know, better with that and give you somewhere proper to put your keys. So yeah, read the book. Now, in my case, I can sit there in the Model 3 and read it online. There is still a heap of stuff I don't know about the way this thing operates like trip and consumption planners and you know how to set up track mode properly and you know how how to get the understeer oversteer balance right you know lockdown isn't a time you should be doing that or even testing that on road but lockdown is a time that you should oh someone with an sl65 just went past and gave me the thumbs up there you go, nice looking too. Uh, red red leather interior, so you had the roof down. Red leather interior on black, personalized historic or historic number plates. Yeah, that's some hard hitting weapon. But read how your car operates because you know I see guys go to track days and don't start me on track days. I hate track days. Because you get guys go there with their cars that they've spent their hard-earned money on it so they can do whatever they want with these cars they can drive them into the wall if they want to and yes some of them do that but they don't know how the thing bloody operates they don't know you know what traction mode to run it in for best performance they don't they've got no idea where their tire pressure should be at they've got no idea how to get the gearbox into the right mode this is so common that it makes me almost ill sometimes and it's just listen read the bloody book and then they come up to me so they think I'm some technical guru not realizing that I'm just a grumpy old man and they'll say oh Martin what mode do I have it in to do this how the bloody hell would I know read the book you know in some cases if it's something I'm familiar with like an R35 GDR or 
you know, an R35 GDR and an R35 GDR, I can tell you exactly how to drive it around a racetrack or exactly what to do to get the best performance out of it. But if it's, um, you know, like a new AMG GT or something like that, I wouldn't have the, the foggiest clue. I'll just be going, um, pull the ABS fuse. Uh, you know that you can do that anymore. Turn everything off till it all starts beeping at you. I don't know. Read the book. So take that on board. It's probably the best thing you can do to get more enjoyment out of your car in your lockdown break once you've finished spit polishing the thing from top to bottom is to read the book. Yeah. Give it a shot. You might be surprised. And one thing I've always found, whether it's an online ebook like the bloody Tesla one, you know, not to waste any trees. Good on you, Elon. Um, you always, always will learn something new. You'll always learn some new hack unless you're one of these nerds that the very first thing they do when they buy a car is read the book. Cover to cover, top to bottom, front to back and know everything there is to know about the car. No, I'm not that anal, but I will sit there and read before I go out to a track session. Speaking of which, there is one uh, coming up fairly soon that I'm going to get involved with with the Teslas. Now, they're not a very good car for endurance racing because they do suffer from eating through the battery pretty quickly. I mean, that's no problem if you could recharge it quickly, but of course none of our tracks have fast recharging. We aren't sophisticated like they are in America. We don't have any EV infrastructure here at all, really, in Australia. And the powers that be at racetracks do not want you racing them because they don't want to hurt anybody else's feelings, or at least that's what it comes across as. So I've decided to do some hill climbing next year, and I'm going to make a right ass out of myself because we have two Model 3s, a rear-wheel drive and an all-wheel drive, so an SR Plus and a performance. I'm going to run in the rear-wheel drive road car category and the all-wheel drive road car category in the EVs, and I'm going to make sure that they don't have a separate classification for us, and I'm going to reset both records quite comprehensively. Now, I'm no gun at Collingrove. I can get up there without hitting too many things from time to time. There's no great start line for me to plough into, which is a bloody good thing. But these cars are so fast and so good, I'm going to go up there for shits and giggles and ruffle some feathers. Like, you know, there are guys in in, in the two-wheel drive class in near standard 86s and things like i30Ns that are are just going to get absolutely murdered to the point where they're going to cry and start protesting by the Model 3s. But it's about time someone did it, someone that knows sort of how to get them going fast. And I'm going to do it in totally, save for some of our DTEC EV cooling technology, which is neither here nor there in a 30-second run, let's face it. Um, I am going to run the cars basically a dead stock so that there's no excuse for these great upcoming victories that we are going to have. And there's also a good chance that some kid in a stock 86 or an i30N or some similar style of underpowered thing is going to bloody beat me comprehensively. And wouldn't that be funny after I've been sitting here blowing my own horn? Yep, well sometimes you get what you deserve, you reap what you sow in this game. Now, speaking 
of reaping um, what we've been sowing in this wonderful lockdown traffic, and I'm nearly home, isn't it fantastic? We have just been pulled out of it because of the pizza shop liar boy. So as from midnight tonight, the Saturday night, we are out of lockdown, and that means I've rung the boys and I've checked. Nick versus Julian is a go for tomorrow afternoon. Julian warns me that he is having quite a big, long lunch tomorrow on Sunday and that he will be in full form when it comes to assailing Stratkozen. Nick, on the other hand, I'd like to probably get a couple of drinks into him first, which means I've got to, I've got to buy because that's Nick, you know, he will chase a Coke can down the street. He's very frugal, and that's very good. There's nothing like saving your money to go motor racing. So I'll pour a couple into Nick, and we're going to get them together. We haven't decided a location yet, but I have come up with a bit of an itinerary during lockdown. Basically, this is going to be like a Tyson fight. I'm just going to give them the three, two, one, go. You know, tell us how you met, who's a better driver, who's the biggest loser. Stand back, rub your hands together and watch this. But it's really, really critical because this is, by the time you hear this Epicast come to light, it'll be 24 hours till we're actually doing the live recording of the two boys going at it. So what I need from you, I need some suggestions of embarrassing things to ask them. So if you hear this, get off your backside email me at dtech at senet.com.au that's d-t-e-c-h at s-e-n-e-t.com.au particularly if you know these lunatics and you'll yeah they're insane in the brain when it comes to racing these two and give me your suggestions because if you can get you know pick something out of left or right field that that i wouldn't have thought of then it will be really really quite a fantastic thing and I think it's going to go over time too. You know, normally I say half an hour, 30 minutes. We actually keep the show shorter to about 23, 24, some cases 25 minutes because one day, one day when something, somebody thinks I'm worth it, we may even have an advertising section. But yeah, I doubt that. You know, A, people don't think I'm worth it and B, I did say in the beginning that we were going to keep this sponsor free you know, self-sponsoring, I foot the bill for this, and that's the way it is. So, Adelaideans, you have another six to seven hours of lockdown left, then I expect to see some cars cruising the roads at about midnight, all of you that have been pent up and, you know, locked up, want to get out and have some fun, make sure you do it, and make sure you do it responsibly, because come Monday morning, when all the kiddies are back at school, and all the mums are going out for their champagne breakfast, so then driving home, half sozzled after dropping the kids off, and uh, it's just going to be bedlam out there again, and driving once more is going to become a shit experience for all of us, so please stay safe on the roads, don't do anything stupid, don't get caught speeding by the man, because, and even the Tesla had a beep at me then to tell me that's that's the way it is, thank you for listening to Range Anxiety, this was our lockdown special, it's not the longest and it wasn't the most exciting, but enjoy your car, and for the next six hours, go and play hide and seek with your dog, you've been told, and thanks for listening.